Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcasts without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. And then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios at Dark Friend Radio. Dark Fringe Radio. Will Martinez here with you tonight, and uh, thanks for joining in on the podcast. Appreciate it. And of course, I got my partner on the line with me, Jay Glossy. Jay, what's up, brother? What's going on, all? Not much, man. How you doing? Everything good? Another day in paradise. All right, man. Well, tonight we're going to do a little bit uh, of a different kind of thing. It's going to be like a. As Jay likes to put it, an uneven flow kind of uh, episode, kind of like a free-for-all. We're going to talk about everything, not going to really have any kind of segments, just fucking go off the cuff here tonight, so it's going to be different, hope you guys enjoy it, and of course, wanted to uh, bring up the social media stuff, this is, uh, by the way, Jay, uh, Greta Van Fleet, have you ever heard of them? No, I haven't. Uh, I've never heard of it, but I like it. It's good. It's pretty good shit, man. It's, it's a rock band out of uh, Detroit. Young kids, man. And the kid has a fucking tremendous voice. But nonetheless, wanted to remind everybody about the uh, social media. Uh, you can catch us on uh, f- uh, Facebook, Twitter, and also Instagram. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. And um, how to listen to podcasts, real simple. If you have an iPhone, you can uh, just go into your iTunes uh, app and uh, look up dark fringe radio make sure you give a five-star review that's very important can't express how important that is and also leave a uh, comment as well so if you could do that for us we'd really appreciate it uh, that's uh you know the only thing that we ask uh, for this uh you know podcast that we bring you so uh, if you have an android phone um you can go into your google play uh app um and just look up dark fringe radio as well and uh, you can subscribe to that and uh very simple if you don't have either of those, maybe if you're on a laptop or maybe on a uh, tablet or something like that, you can uh, go to our SoundCloud page and uh, look up Dark Fringe Radio. We're also on an- another platform, Jay. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but it's called FM Player. And uh, that's another um, uh, like a range of uh, different podcasts that they host there, and we're on there as well. So you can catch our podcast on FM Player as well. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. You can catch that stuff there. And uh, that's pretty much it for the uh, social media. Um, you can always um, send us information at uh, our email address is thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, it's thedarkfringe at gmail.com. If you have any kind of information you want to share with us, maybe even if you want to become a guest on the show, if you have anything uh, that you think might be of interest, uh, please uh, send that information our way. Jay, uh, anything else uh, that you can think of as far as the intro? No, man, as for you, you've uh, crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's, and made sure the peers and commas are where they go. Very good. All right, man. So uh, let's just uh, get into this, uh, you know, free-for-all episode, man. Um, like I said, I wanted just to um, do like a very open, you know, talk uh, forum tonight and uh, not have any segments and just kind of, 
you know, talk about different um, things that I think that uh, are either interesting, funny, or, you know, things that we should talk about that are serious. And uh, so I wanted to kind of open the floor to you, Jay, first and uh, get things started. Um, what did you have on your list? Well, the, the first thing I'm going to talk about is kind of kind of funny, you know, shows some, some sentiment, but it also proves, again, that uh, President Trump is a magician. He gets us looking one way when he's off doing something else. Did you hear that President Trump, he, uh, he went ahead and pardoned Muhammad Ali? No, I didn't see that. Do you know what he was pardoning Muhammad Ali for, Will? No, what was he pardoning him for? Let me think. What, what? Oh, so, I know. Dra- 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 I can't even talk tonight. But dodging draft the draft. dodging. Yeah, right. I got it for you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so same thing that he's done. Trump came out. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The the pod calling the kettle black, if you will. Um, so uh, a couple months ago, he had actually pardoned uh, Jack Johnson, who was the first black heavyweight. Uh, and he pardoned him for something he was convicted of back in 1913. Uh, he was transporting white women across state lines. So just keep that kind of shit in mind. But what he, what he did with Muhammad Ali was he went and he pardoned him for draft dodging back in, uh, back in 1966. Uh, the thing about it was Muhammad Ali had already had that overturned by unanimous decision in the Supreme Court. So he pardoned something that was already null and void. Uh, it makes no sense to me, really. It really doesn't make any sense. Ooh. Or think about it. Think about it. Okay. He's having he's having troubles with Kim Jong Uno. Right. He's No, I he's, see I see why he's doing it. He's it's under just, it's just such yeah. a bonehead. Well move, that's the though. thing. He's I is it a, a yes and no. Um to you or I, we wouldn't th- even think to do it because we'd be like, That's fucking stupid. But to him it's almost like an idiot savant. Now whether you voted for Trump, didn't vote for Trump, like Trump, just like Trump, either which way. The man got to the presidency by being a master troll on Twitter and on Facebook and on social media. And this just kind of falls in that same kind of line. He gets you looking one way with something so unbelievably stupid that you completely miss that he's having issues with Kim Jong. And right now they're in a, a very, um, they're, they're in the middle of a very historic meeting, hopefully disarming uh, North Korea, or making an armistice between us and North Korea to where we wouldn't attack one another. That's very big political stuff, but if something goes wrong, he could fall even farther, even harder, and he's already under all kinds of scrutiny. So, yeah, you and I wouldn't wouldn't think to do it, but you and I also are the President of the United States. Yeah, okay, I get it, but man, I don't know, man. It's just... It, it's it's bringing the the prestige of the presidency so far low. I, I I just can't even imagine it at this point. I thought I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and again, every time he does this, I want to make sure I use this platform. Um, you know, it's not a huge platform, but it's the one I've been given. That's right. So I want to use it to uh, when I see something like that that I, I genuinely believe that Donald Trump is. Uh, you know, pulling the, the, the rabbit out of the hat, you know, I'd rather us be looking at the proper hand instead of the one that's flicking us off. Yeah, master magician, master magician. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he's doing, man. It's crazy, man. Uh, well, um, I wanted to bring up a kind of a serious um, story that um, 
you know, it just uh, really kind of broke my heart over the last couple of days. Um, Anthony Bourdain uh, passed away at the age of 61, and um, he was a um, author, cook, um, traveler, um, TV host, uh, you name it, he's probably done it, and uh, lived a pretty interesting life. And um, I've uh, been watching his shows on TV for probably the last 15 years, and um, really has opened my eyes to a lot of different types of culture and food and things that, you know... um, guys at our age are you know starting to kind of really get into and uh, appreciate as we get older so nonetheless um he passed away at 61 supposedly of um of of a suicide and on his award-winning series parts unknown he uh, brought the world home to cnn viewers and through the simplest act of sharing meals he showcased both the extraordinary diversity of cultures and cuisines and uh, yet how much we all have in common and um, so on Friday, tragically, uh, he took his own life. And, um, you know, a lot of people felt the same kind of sentiment that, you know, they've kind of lost a friend. And um, it's it's a pretty um, weird thing that's happened here because there's a lot of things that are, you know, being talked about in the back scenes of this. But I'm going to play a qu- quick clip here um, that uh, kind of explains things here. Hold on one second. To me, one of life's great joys is cheese. For Anthony Bourdain, the recipe for understanding people, understanding cultures around the world, and creating a hit TV show couldn't be more straightforward. We ask very simple questions. What, what makes you happy? What do you eat? What do you like to cook? And everywhere in the world we go and ask these very simple questions, uh, we tend to get some really astonishing answers. Bourdain was found dead Friday morning by a friend in a hotel room in France, where he was filming for his award-winning CNN show, Parts Unknown. The cause of his death was suicide. Bourdain started working in kitchens at a young age and would become a celebrity chef and author as he made his way into television. The Smithsonian called him the original rock star of the culinary world, the Elvis of bad boy chefs. It was his way with words, his irreverence, curiosity, ease, and warmth that fueled his massive following. Bourdain didn't shy away from talking about past demons, heavy drug use that included an addiction to heroin as well as cocaine use. So bad, he said, he should have died in his 20s, but instead lived what he called a charmed life. Massachusetts is white, small-town America. He addressed his past head-on while highlighting the opioid epidemic in Massachusetts in an episode of his show. But I thought I'd start the show by returning to Provincetown, all the way out on the tip of Cape Cod, which is where, um, at age 17, I started washing dishes and started working in the restaurant business and as a summer job, and began my sort of trajectory in both the restaurant business and in drugs. Somebody who wakes up in the morning and their first order of business is get heroin, Uh, I know what that's like. Bourdain came to CNN in 2013, bringing his show to a global audience. Throughout his TV career, he won award after award. First order business, dinner. It was the food that lured people in, but viewers knew it was about so much more. Incredible. Quickly finding themselves immersed in an experience that focused on people, exotic places, and faiths from around the world. He insisted he wasn't a journalist, but over the years forged a unique style of storytelling that was unmatched. Yeah, so uh, Anthony Bourdain um, passes away at 61. Now, the part that I wanted to bring up, Jay, here, and that um, I've been kind of uh, seeing in some of the circles in the you know the back channels here, uh, like 4chan and Reddit and some of those places, 
it seems like uh, this may not be a suicide, Jay. This may be a murder. And what am I talking about when I'm talking about this? His uh, relationship with his current girlfriend now, Asia Argento, she is the daughter of Dario Argento. Dario Argento has been in the Hollywood scene for a long time. Uh, He's a pretty famous uh, Italian director. And uh, so he's been in Hollywood for a long time. Asia has been also in Hollywood since the age of probably 18, 17 years old. Now, um, she claims that back in the day, Harvey Weinstein actually raped her when she was 20 years old. Now, um, three weeks ago at the Cannes Film Festival, um, Asia Argento was uh, presenting an award. And um, she actually talked about Harvey Weinstein again and also talked about how there's many other individuals that are going to be named not just him that are also responsible for doing things like this to other actresses and actors and um so you know she mentioned that um pretty much right after she mentioned that Bourdain um you know tweeted stating that you know you know that was one of the most bravest things that she's ever done and that you know him and her together they're going to crusade against you know these these people in Hollywood then, you know, you find this guy dead of a suicide, you know, three weeks later. I, it just doesn't add up to me. And it doesn't add up to a lot of people, um, especially when you have something that you're, you know, fighting for at that moment, something that's very important to you. You know, I know people suffer from mental illness and stuff like that, but um, it just the, the, the pieces don't seem to fit in this particular puzzle. And, um, you know, there seems to be something more nefarious to um, this situation that what is actually, you know, is seen on the, in the public eye right now. Yeah, it's simply strange. Um, you know, I know he battled uh, mental illness, and anytime you have that kind of serious uh, drug use or drug addiction, um, it really does mess up the chemistry of the brain. I mean, we talked on episodes previous about Robin Williams and, you know, what he ended up developing um, directly correlates with a lot of the heavy drug use. Now, you can't say that that definitely means he, he killed himself, especially if everything was on an upswing, everything was looking good, and he was already making plans for the future. Usually people who are um, getting ready to kill themselves aren't really making plans or talking much about the future. So it's definitely suspect, you know, what's what's happened to him and, and how surprising and shocking this is that that he would go and do this. Um, I know his show had kind of a, a dark feeling to it. I know um, his sense of humor for the most part was, was a little bit dark, kind of not macabre, but um, oh, it was macabre. It was definitely macabre. <laughs> so, Oh yeah. I knew all those things about him. So I don't know how shocked I was until I heard about the tweets. You know, talking about how her and him and her are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Now, that's not usually somebody who's talk, talking. That's not how somebody talks when they're going through the kind of stuff that would usually lead you to kill yourself. Exactly, exactly. And um, there's also another twist to this story, um, or another version of this story as well. Um, some say that there was also another tweet that um, that he had put out there some time ago regarding um, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. And he supposedly that he had information that he tweeted that he had information that would be, lead to the arrest for of Hillary Clinton. So nothing else would was said after that, and you know that was it. He just said that, um, and then 
a few months ago, he had mentioned in a tweet that he did have a run in with some of Hillary Clinton's people. And he said it wasn't pleasant. So he's already talked about having a couple run-ins with Hillary Clinton's people. And you and me both know there's been some people that have gone missing when it's come to you know Hillary Clinton. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not supporting either side, but I'm saying I know some of the things that I've read. And some of those people have ended up missing uh, or saying they've been suicided or, you know, they've killed themselves. And, uh, you know, they were robbed, but all their stuff is on them. And they shot themselves twice in the head. How do you shoot yourself twice in the head? Come on, please. Get the fuck out of here. Determination. Yeah, exactly. Determination. I mean, that's bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? What did you fucking jump back into your body and shoot yourself in the head again after the first shot? Get the fuck out of here, please. We're supposed to believe that shit? Please. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a serious situation, man, and it's like um you, you know, when you're talking about like these Hollywood sex cults and these Hollywood fucking rings of people who are, you know, powerful and have, you know, influence in politics and and entertainment and, you know, advertising and all this stuff, it it's uh you, you know, you're dealing with some very powerful people, man. You don't know who you can piss off. It's a shame. I mean, it really is a shame that our government has gotten to a point where we just can't can't really trust it. You don't trust anything they say. You don't trust any any anybody who says anything. The first thing you have to do is wonder what what is their angle. You know, back when when the government was first set, we were a bunch of traitors to the crown. Yes, uh, we, we didn't want to be owned. We didn't want to be enslaved. We didn't want to be taxed without representation. We we fought for freedoms from greed and tyranny. And yet now look at us here in 2018. Well, yes, a few hundred years, you know, after everything, everybody's got congressmen aren't there to really show and support their, their community. They're not really there to voice the, the opinions of those who uh, have voted for them or those who they're supposedly represent. They're there for those people who buy them. Everybody's got a price tag. There's things behind that's, that's pushing it. And the system is so institutionally uh, racist and greedy that it does. It, 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 it breaks my heart because I, I don't know if we can fix it. Yeah, I don't know if we can either, man. It's, it's, it's scary. It's a scary situation. Well, anyways, uh, what did you have on your end over there, Jay? What else did you have? Well, that actually kind of leads into something else I, I want to talk about. Uh, one of the things that, that you were talking about, uh, that last article, one of the things you said, the, th- the thing that I think most people need to really take away from um, Anthony Bourdain is that he traveled the world, and he experienced other cultures. He experienced other um, colors, creeds, religions, and he did it with an open and an un, unjudged mental mind. And I think that that's huge. And that's really what everybody needs to take away. Cause one of the things that I was going to bring up is that I saw the video and I couldn't find a whole lot more information on it, but it, it brings genuine sorrow uh, to me with the racial divide that we have going on in the country. Now I'm saying this as a, you know, almost middle-aged white guy, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm a racist, a racist person. And I, I don't think 90% of the people I, I interact with are racist, no matter what their color or creed or religion are. But all you end up seeing in the media 
and you end up seeing videos like this, and you have to wonder whether it's the ignorance of the person with the video. You have to wonder if what events transpired beforehand. So I saw a video um, of this woman who was berating a white female officer because her son had taken a gun to school, posted on Instagram, come home, and was arrested. And she couldn't understand why they were arresting her son. Now, again, our government is institutionally racist. That's just it. There are all kinds of things that need to be reformed, revised, and properly done so we do truly have freedom and justice for all. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that Thomas Jefferson believed that wholeheartedly. And that's the, the concrete foundation that this country was supposed to be built on. And after that, it's it turned into, if you're not the right color, if you, don't, if you don't associate and socialize with the right people, if you don't have the right kind of car in your driveway, and it's become this, this ugly thing that now you have these, these factions. And even though it might only be 10% of each race, that 10% is nabbing up 100% of the attention. And you end up having a situation where everybody's got their guard up and this woman's yelling about the cops are going to be going down. There's going to be a revolution. They're coming for that. But a lot of this, though, Jay, is perpetuated by the media. A lot of it. and it's Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's super per- perpetuated by them. They just... You know, anytime they can throw race into, you know, in the equation, they will. And they make it a point to because it just it just gets people more fired up. And, you know, once they do that, they, they understand it's a tool for them. So, you know, they're going to continue to do that. But people don't realize that. People don't see through that. People just take it for face value and that's it. People don't see through that, that, that bullshit, that illusion that they do. Uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me that people still fall for that fucking illusion. Yeah. It's, it's sad. And it's, a sh- and it's a shame because I don't think that the racial divide in the country is really as big as it's being perpetuated. Uh, that being said, it can lead to very scary times. If these, if, if we don't start realizing just how stupid that is, like just because you're Puerto Rican and I'm Caucasian, doesn't mean that you and I aren't the same dude. It doesn't mean you and I aren't extremely like, even though we, we do come from different backgrounds, different kind of, not kind of home lives, but you and I do come from different beginnings. Right. But there's no reason why you and I haven't been able to find a, a bridge and, and a way to become friends. And I'm not saying that everyone's going to be like best of friends and kumbaya and smoking weed together, but... And not that Will and I have smoked weed together. I'm just going to point that out, everyone listening. <laughs> but it, 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 it would be beneficial to all of us, the entire planet, not just America, not just, uh, our, not just the state of Florida, the state of California, not just those such small-minded pieces of property. The entire world. We all need to understand that we're different, but the same. And that that's that's okay. It's okay that someone someone's skin might be a little bit darker than than someone else, or someone's skin might be a lot lighter than another one's, or or that one person believes in in Jesus, another person believes in Buddha, and that's okay. Those things aren't bad. That's what's going to make us eventually stronger. And the the true superior race will be once we can once we stop fighting over such stupid shit and can realize that we are all the same. 
Yeah, that, I hope one of these days we'll we'll see that. Um, unfortunately, I don't have that optimistic view. But um, you know, I hope that one not day. Not my lifetime. Yeah, not in our lifetime, unfortunately. But you know, it also starts from the top, though, Jay. Too. I mean, look at our president. I mean, he constantly divides people on a daily basis, whether it be by you know sex or religion or whatever the case may be. And you know, because of that, people use that as you know an example, and they think it's okay too to do. You know what I mean? And it's not. And so a lot of it is you know example, and um, and it comes from the top. And you know, I wish it didn't, but you know, that's what we're dealing with now. Um, but it is what it is. Well, um, but here's the thing. Go ahead. Here's here's the here's the thing though. And, and while yeah, Trump is definitely not helping the situation. I, Trump didn't to quote Billy Joel. He didn't start the fire. Nope. That fire has been burning, and Obama stoked a lot of it by a lot of his actions. Trump is only making it worse. You know, I don't, I can't remember the last president that really didn't have some kind of race issue he had to deal with. Yeah, probably Carter, Bill Clinton, maybe no, I don't know, Bill. Well, I mean, he just got head in the White House, you know, in the White House. Yeah, we were also busy focusing on him getting head in the White House. We weren't concerned what his first lady was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was running amok, huh? Uh-huh. That crazy bitch. But anyways, um, but yeah, well, listen, uh, that's a, a great story, and um, I wanted to bring something up. Did you just hear the rapture? Man, it's coming, dude. There's some crazy story that I was reading about um, this uh, swarm of bugs that took over a Louisiana gas station. But there's this video, Jay, and it's a video of a gas station, a pump, right? And it's just fucking covered. And like locusts, man. I don't know, man. It's the scariest shit I've ever seen. I mean, you can barely even make out that it's a gas pump. That's how bad it is, man. And it just, uh, all of a sudden, in Seidel, Louisiana, there was literally uh, a massive swarm of mayflies. And they covered almost every inch of uh, this establishment. And it just came out of nowhere, man. Uh, They don't know why this happened. Um, This happened on June 1st, and it just happened all of a sudden. That was it. Came out of nowhere, man. Fucking nature, dude. Nature doesn't want us around. Isn't that some crazy shit, man? That's what happens, dude. It's We're a, a virus, and the Earth is trying to get rid of us with its natural things like bugs and shit. Did you hear about the woman in a uh, plantation that was eaten by an alligator? No, I didn't hear about that. Tell me about that. 47-year-old woman was walking her dogs, and her neighborhood had been warned only a few days earlier that not to be too close to the water because there was a big alligator had been seen. Um, next thing you know, one of her neighbors had saw the dogs, by themselves, uh, the woman hadn't been seen for a few days. It turned out that she had been been eaten by a twelve a twelve foot six inch alligator. Wow! And the only reason the only reason why they knew it was her is when they caught the alligator and found that they they opened it up and to see the contents of, of its stomach, uh, a part of her arm with her tattoo that uh, with a, a tattoo that they could match oh. was in its stomach. How horrible! Listen, it. It's the wilderness out there. We 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 uh, fool ourselves into thinking that just because we live in these little these little concrete boxes that we built for ourselves that we are the superior species on the planet. We're not even close, man. If yep. you're out there and you're not paying attention and you're not prepared, you can go sideways real quick. Real quick. I mean, think about it. I mean, imagine if wolves just fucking took over. I mean, there's wolves everywhere, man. People don't fucking even realize it right now. There's wolves everywhere. Every fucking where. Even in Florida, where we live, man, there's wolves here, man. There's wolves everywhere. Yep. Imagine those those fuckers took over one day. 
You couldn't even get anywhere. You couldn't go anywhere. You can go to the grocery store. You couldn't go your job. You couldn't go anywhere. You'd be secluded. You'd be, you know, the world would not move. I mean, it's crazy to even think about it. But yeah, one day, if Mother Nature just said, wanted to say, fuck it, and just all the animals just fucking took over one day, just imagine it just fucking turned. They just said, you know what? We're going to eat every fucking human we encounter. Imagine that. It would be, we'd be, we'd be up shit's creek for damn sure. And you know what's, you don't really want to know what's scarier than things like 12 foot, 6 inch alligators and, uh, swarms of locusts. Really, really think about it, okay? There are bugs a tenth the size of a locust that can get to you without you knowing. Ugh. Like, this is why I have fucking arachnophobia. Dude, this is why. Yeah. This is why I check my shoes before I put my feet in them. No lie, people. I hear you. No lie. I check everything. I lived in Tennessee for a few years, and we bought a brand new house. Before we moved in, I found a ginormous, ginormous black widow's nest. Oh, shit. Full, full of black widows. Ugh. I mean, just, just high. Maybe I wanted to burn down the house. No lie. Oh. Every night for two years, I checked my bed before I got in it because that's when shit gets real. Yeah, especially when that's you can't kind see. of stuff that, like, man, if they wanted to fuck us up, we couldn't stop. Them. Yeah, we couldn't do shit. Uh, oh, that's the worst feeling in the world when you're going to bed and you think you feel something crawling on you, and it's dark. You can't ah. see shit, and you jump right out of bed. And you're like, "What the fuck was that?" No, I ain't sleeping tonight. Thank you. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh man. Well, I wanted to talk about this uh, uh, video about the, this FBI agent. Did you hear about this FBI agent uh, that started getting all jiggy with it in the club? And uh, next thing you know, he did a backflip in the club because he's trying and to shot a guy in the leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a clip. Hold on, I got it right here. Hold on. This video of what appears to show that off-duty FBI agent doing a backflip. And look at this. This is at Mile High Spirits and Distillery in downtown Denver. His gun fell out of his holster. You see the flash from the gun go off. He goes to pick it up. Now, Denver police say they are working with the FBI to investigate this off-duty agent. A man was shot in the leg, but police say he should be fine. We'll have much more on this video. Yeah, so, yeah. Another idiot shooting themselves in... in you know, in an area where they shouldn't even be having a gun in the first place. I mean, what is this guy thinking? I mean, really? And then he was carrying the gun, not in a holster, not in any kind of like, he was just had it like posted up in his back, you know, like if he was like in a movie or something, you know what I mean? In his back belt buckle, that's it. I would like to say that's natural selection, but his fuck up didn't hurt him. It hurt somebody else. So yeah, fucking bullshit. It is bullshit. I mean, you would think that he would have a little bit more couth. He's a fucking FBI agent. We're not talking about, like, some security guard, you know, that works at the fucking local Kmart, you know what I mean, that has a piece and was dancing with it in the club. We're talking about an FBI agent. You know know as well as I do, just because I have a badge don't mean they have an IQ. No, that's true. I understand. But, damn, you know, I I don't know. I know, bro. I don't know. Listen, did you hear hear about the... uh, the Baltimore police officer who was arrested and sentenced to 20, his sentence is going to be 20 to 30 years Jesus, for things man. like racketeering and, and uh, drug trafficking and money laundering. Jeez, he was doing it big time. Huh? What the hell? What was he wrapped up in? So this, uh, this guy, his name was uh, Sergeant Wayne Jenkins. 
uh, was found guilty uh, just a couple months ago. Um, and with his plea deal, it's going to be 20 to 30 years because what he was doing was he was arresting people. Then he would get whatever they had, whether it was their their drugs, their illegal guns, um, things like that. He would get them to his fence who would then go ahead and sell them. He was found to have altered official documents. He, cla- he falsified records. He entered homes illegally. Uh, this dude did some serious, serious shit. And you would think, being a cop, he would know better. He would know that eventually it's all going to come crashing down. Uh, you know, no cop drives a fucking Mercedes-Benz. No, no cop, no beat street cop is driving a fucking Range Rover. You know, yet this dude's living the life, making all kinds of extra money, probably five times his annual salary. You can't hide that shit. Probably wearing gaiters and shit and, you know what I mean, fucking flashing and shit. You know what? It's just that's the kind of cop, unfortunately, that gives all the other good cops a bad name. And you know what? This is so <clears throat> this is uh, reminds me of the Rampart scandal in California, which they made that movie um, Training Day, which was that was based off of that. You know, those dirty cops, mm-hmm. you know, basically doing all those illegal searches and stealing from drug dealers and selling the drugs themselves and doing all that shit. Yeah, that shit is rampant, man. That shit still happens to this day, man. And there's another example of that shit right now. Well, it's—I mean, it, honestly, it reminds me of The Wire, which not my official what to watch. But if anybody hasn't seen The Wire, check it out. It's fucking amazing. It is. Um, it's dark as fuck. It's not my normal thing because I like a lot of comedy, but it's unbelievable. Uh, but that's—that's that's what it reminds me of. That's what—that's what you see. Um, you know, and I don't want to just highlight that this is a Baltimore cop and it happens in Baltimore because it happens in every state and every city around, around America, around the nation. And, and my guess is probably even worse in other, other areas of the world. So it sucks, man. The people that you're supposed to rely to protect you, you have to question. Like when I have my, my, my interaction with cops, it could have gone sideways very, very quickly. Real fast. Um, real fast. And especially if one of those cops was, was dirty on take. Now, thankfully, those were those were amazing uh, men and women who were upholding the law and only doing what they what they were what I, they were have been commissioned to do. What they what they've been paid to do. And I was running uh, audio. I was running audio too. So if everything was going down. It was on audio. <laughs> I got proof, motherfucker. I got proof. I got the audio. I got the MP3 version. I got the wave. Whatever you want, I got it for you. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a fucking shame, dude. It's a shame. It is. It's a shame. It is. And it gives, like I said, the other good cops a bad name. You know, it just makes it harder for a cop to do his job, unfortunately. So, um, I saw this story, Jay, and I thought it was hilarious in some ways. But a woman's obituary takes a dark turn, and the world is a better place without her. What do I mean by that? So, an 80-year-old woman's uh, seamlessly straightforward obituary took a dark turn that no one could have predicted. The obituary for Kathleen Demlau, or Demlau uh, first appeared in the Redwood Gazette this week, and it stated that she was born on March 19, 1938, and resided in Springfield, Minnesota. She uh, married Dennis uh, Demlau and in uh, 1957 and had two children with him, Gina and Jay. Now, this is where it takes a funny turn. The next sentence is where the obituary's tone appeared to kind of change. 
1962, she became pregnant by her husband and uh, her husband's brother, Lyle Demlau, and moved to California. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were raised by her parents in Clem- uh, Clements, uh, Mr. and Mr. Joseph Shunk, the obituary reads. The next two sentences were particularly clush- crushing, unfortunately. Uh, she passed away on May 31st, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. The obituary concluded. Despite the, uh, despite the harsh words, the few people shared condolences on the online version of her obituary. Um, and on quote, it says, The good Lord loves you more than anyone else could. You're in heaven now with our Savior. Rest in peace, one, wrote, one person wrote. So... Yeah, man. Um, it looks like um, whoever was in charge of this lady's estate and, um, you know, uh, <laughs> she uh, was not loved at all. She was not a nice lady. Damn. That's, that's pretty, rough. That's pretty rough, no? No, that's extremely, that, that's extremely rough, man. That's, wow. I mean, I guess I know people can be upset and angry and hold grudges. Uh, <laughs> when they waited till she died, I know, and posted that shit in the fucking newspaper. Can you believe that? Damn, that's all I got on that one, man. Yeah, I know. Damn. Just damn, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> what else you got over there, Jay? The, really, only one more thing I saw that kind of uh, pops into my mind uh, is a story about an Uber driver shooting and killing his his passenger. Oh shit! In Denver. Uh, you would think everybody's smoking weed in Denver. They wouldn't be worried about shooting people. Hey, listen, I was just in uh, Denver. That's a pretty weird place, man. And yeah, you would think, it? yeah, you would think, you would think that this kind of stuff wouldn't happen. But there are some weird people, man, out there. And, you know, it kind of brings the animal out in some of these people because I've seen like one guy almost get into a fight with another guy. But I guess that could happen anywhere. You know what I'm saying? But it just happened to be there at that moment while I was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. I, 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 I get it. So this, this guy, Michael Andre Hancock, who is 29, uh, is being held out bail for shooting a 45-year-old named Hyun Kim. He's charged with one count of murder and deliberation. So basically, this guy, this Michael Andre Hancock, um, has had multiple convictions, multiple times he's driven without his license, multiple times he's had his license suspended, and... This is not the first case of this. I've read quite a few cases where Uber drivers are driving on suspended licenses or in cars that aren't properly registered, tagged, insured. They're oh, yeah. driving. You know, you get an Uber, and I understand it's a lot easier, it's a lot cheaper, it's a lot more cost-effective than a cab, but Uber, Lyft, things like that, you have to be, you've you got to be careful with who you're getting in the car with. Because basically all you're doing is online hitchhiking. Yep. That's what you're doing. You're online hitchhiking. These people aren't professionals. These people aren't. And I, I don't. I don't know about Lyft or any of those other forms. But I can tell you that for Uber, they don't really question you a lot as to what the hell is going on. They they take the information they need to make sure you get get the money you need, and then they consider you an independent contractor. So whatever you, whatever an Uber driver does, they almost wash their hands of it. Yeah, um, right. Just just on how the the arrangement is set up on its own legally, they they can literally just wash their hands of it. Yep. Uh, last November, the Colorado Public Utilities Commission a fine for Uber in the order of $8.9 million for allowing 57 people just in Colorado to drive despite previous felony convictions, major, major moving violations, 
and numerous other instances where individuals were driving with suspended or revoked or canceled driver's licenses. That's an epidemic. That's not good, man. No, it's that bad. That's really bad. And it looks like Uber's whole uh, moral outstand on as well. Really, they're independent contractors, so we really have no pull or order over them. But anybody who's going to allow the public to kind of produce on their own, they need to do more to make sure that the people that they're connecting aren't putting others in danger. I mean, that's that's the right thing to do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I can tell you, I use Uber all the time for work constantly. I travel all the time and I'm constantly using Uber. And I tell you, man, there's been some times where I thought I was not going to make it. Seriously, man. I think I was going to make it, bro. I remember one time it was late at night, man. I don't think I was going to make it, you know, just because, yeah, it was just sketchy, you know, super sketchy, you know, and it's just, you know, you never know who you're getting in the car with and, you know, you don't know what they're carrying, you know what I mean? What they have on them, you know, it's just, it's a crapshoot and, you know, it's, it's scary because in a way it's nice and in a way it's not because, you know, you have that convenience where you can use that app and basically be picked up anywhere, you know what I mean? Which is super convenient you know back in the day we didn't fucking have uber either you had to get a ride or you had to drive yourself that's the only way you were getting anywhere or you were using public transportation or a taxi you want to hear something funny i've never used an uber in my life oh really <laughs> never i've never used an uber the, the closest i got the closest we got was a couple years ago i went to las vegas for the national eight ball tournament and uh, we took a taxi out to go to Naked City Pizza, which if you're ever in Las Vegas, go eat at Naked City Pizza. It's the best pizza in the world, and I'm a pizza guy. Best. Anywho, off track. So on our way back, because there were so many of us, they were having trouble sending out taxis that were going, going to be able, able to accommodate the six or seven of us. Uh, so we ended up, one of my, my friends who was with us found a guy at a 7-Eleven with a pickup truck, and most of us rode in the back. Uh, while this dude drove like a fucking maniac for 10 minutes to our hotel. Uh, that's the closest to ever having an Uber I've ever had. And honestly, <laughs> it's probably probably worse. Redneck Uber. Oh, it was bad, dude. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, you got to be careful with those Ubers, man. It's just you're, you're, taking, a, you're taking a chance every time. And, um, yeah, like I said, Jay, there's been some, some times where I'm like, oh, that was pretty, uh, you know, pretty hairy. But... Um, did you hear about this Dr. J that um, he's being accused of uh, playing loud music while he's um, performing surgeries? No, but I like him already. <laughs> yeah, well, here, listen, check this out. I'm going to play a video real quick. Hold on. So yeah, that was him right now. He's scrubbed up, completely scrubbed up, and he is um, dancing like James Brown. He's a brick house. Yo, you need to cut it. They're actually painting, uh, pointing to, towards a patient's back, and he just basically said, you need to cut it. No joke, Jay. This is for real. Oh, it's a conga line. It's a full-fledged conga line in the fucking surgery room right now, Jay. Hold on. <laughs> 
all the medical assistants, everybody, they're all dancing. They're, the body's blurred out, but they're all dancing. But, 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 but. So they're singing but, but, and they're pointing towards a butt that's being blurred out. But, 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 but. I can't even say, like, I don't even know what to say to that, man. What do you, what do you say to that? First off, you say that that guy knows how to have a good fucking time. <laughs> you know, All right. He, if that, he knows how to if party, that's right? not Dr. Feelgood, I don't know who is. <laughs> well, this doctor, Dr. Wendell Davis Boot, uh, has been re- uh, reportedly sued multiple times over the last few months in some cases reportedly settled for alleged malpractice and um, being accused of dancing during surgeries, which was uh, just uh, represented there in that video, and posting the clips online, which is even worse, because that's actually HIPAA violation. You can't do that. Uh, a lot of the videos were reportedly used as evidence in the malpractice suits, and it sure looks like Dr. Boot was getting his uh, or her boogie on uh, while cutting patients open. One malpractice case allegedly left one woman with the permanent brain damage. So I'm already, that's, yeah, that's not good at all. <laughs> yeah, how do you get brain damage from going in for plastic surgery? That's something's off there. Uh, according to reports of the lawsuit of woman's son filed against Boot, the doc allegedly had to call an ambulance after Cornelia suffered a heart failure during a tummy tuck surgery. Uh, since she didn't have proper equipment to deal with the emergency at her practice. Uh, before the paramedics could rush her away, uh, Boot was accused of needling, uh, I'm sorry, needing to stitch Cornelius' skin back together to avoid infecting the wounds, delaying the transport. Not only that, but her son claims her office elevator couldn't fit the stretcher, and his mom had to be carried down. Uh, once at the hospital, her son says was um, was diagnosed with permanent brain damage, leaving her uh, requiring lifelong care. Now, the case was reportedly settled. Unclear if dancing was alleged during that particular case. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, well, that just t- made it take a whole dark turn. Literally, right? Yeah, I guess instead of Dr. Feelgood, Dr. Feel Nothing, huh? <laughs> Dr. Feel for Nothing, yeah. yeah oh, man. I... I it bothers me, man, Damn. when I see stuff like this because you know what? Again, that uh, you're you're putting your your 100 percent faith and life. yeah, your life in the hands of these people, man. And this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing in the background, man. Could you can you believe that? I, I mean, I would be completely pissed off if that was me. You know what I mean? I mean, well, all right. Here's kind of how I look at it. Now, this person was an obvious moron. How they got through med school, I have no fucking clue. But if having, if having loud music helps this person get into a rhythm, like Dr. Strange, then I'm down with that. Whatever they need to feel comfortable, happy, and excited to be at work, fine. But don't fuck it up. Don't go post the videos online. Don't uh, have yourself in a facility that if something goes awry, you can't take care of it. Because uh, I'm pretty sure that's how you end up losing your medical license. Real fast. Um, there's just a whole list of things that if you're going to do it, do it right, and that's not bad. But it's when you take advantage and it's when you be- become just an unmitigated douche. That's just douche. Yeah, it's just a very not cool move, man. You know what I mean? Douche. Yeah, I just said it like three times. Yeah, douchey. Yeah. 
Oh, did you hear this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you see this story, Jay? And um, I'm not sure if you did or didn't, but there is a woman who was born without a vagina. She actually has one made from tilapia fish skin. Yeah, I didn't say that fast enough, but a woman was born without a vagina gets one made from tilapia fish skin. Did you hear about this? I uh, know. I know. So a Brazilian woman, poor thing, born without a vagina, has become... <laughs> has become the first in the world to undergo pioneering reconstructive surgery that successfully created a new vaginal canal using the skin of tilapia now researchers at the federal university of cesera ufc in northeast brazil led by gynecologist dr leonardo bazera revealed that the unprecedented procedure called the neovaginoplasty was performed on um, 20, uh, 23rd of April of 2017. The unorthodox treatment is faster, cheaper, and less aggressive than the conventional method used for sufferers of the Meyer-Rokitansky-Custer-Hauser uh, syndrome, which is a rare congenital disorder that affects approximately 5,000 newborn girls in the world a year and results in the absence of some of the female uh, reproductive organs and inner, um, you know, inner organs as well. The uh, revolutionary treatment involves opening a space between vagina and the anus and uh, inserting a tubular mold lined with the skin of the freshwater fish. Once the contact with the patient's body, the tilapia skin uh, acts like stem cells and is absorbed and transformed into cellular tissue, forming the walls of the canal, similar to that to of an actual vagina. Uh, before uh, being used, the fish skin undergoes a special cleansing and sterilization process, I hope so, uh, in the uh, lab followed by the irradiation uh, to kill viruses. So the uh, process removes all the scales of the fish and smell and results in the light-colored gel dressing that can be stored for up to two years in refrigerated sterile packaging. So there you go, Jay, just in case. Something spells old fish here. Yeah, something. <laughs> you went there. You had to go there, right? Of course I had to go there. Come on, man. You're talking about a fishy pussy. Come on. It was right there. Yeah, tilapia. I was, try- I was tr- trying not to bark just at the sheer thought, but I couldn't get the joke itself out of my head. Oh. Uh, so uh, would, would you date a tilapia Tina, dude? No. <laughs> no tilapia. No, no tilapia Tina in your future, Jay? No. God, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, 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 listen, thank God we live in the day and age that we do that. There's stuff like this that's possible, you know, you know, geez, God, you know, you didn't have any options back then. So now at least you could do something. Well, I mean, listen, I, on the real, I'm glad that they were able to help her and give her, uh, you know, an opportunity to have a much more natural life. Um, I'm just saying if I was her, I wouldn't tell nobody about my fishy pussy. No, I wouldn't. I would just let him, uh, yeah figure that shit on their own so uh all right well yeah. uh listen that's it for me man you have anything else you want to talk about uh no that's pretty much it that that does it for me and my topics my uneven flow that only leaves what one thing right it's one one little ending segment that's all we got left yeah a couple actually uh what to watch of course uh, jay uh what do you recommend for this week i have two what to watch actually all right go ahead uh the first one is in the cinematic forum uh deadpool 2 it is my all-time favorite movie it has replaced rat (laughs) as my all-time favorite movie what what other movie did you say it replaced 
Rad. Rad. Are you talking about that Rad. movie from the eighties? What else would there be a movie called Rad? I know, I guess, right? Uh... <laughs> yeah, Lori Laughlin, Big Break. Yeah, I never knew that was your favorite movie, but okay. So Deadpool too. Yeah, so, I... all time, all time favorite movie has always been Rad. Now, no, it did not hold up. Uh, the acting was awful. The uh, effects are terrible. Uh, the bike stunts are pretty badass, and it's directed by Hal Needham, who did all the Smokey and the Bandits. So that tells you pretty much all you need to know. Um, there you go. But it's been my favorite, my favorite movie because I can watch it a million times and we'll never get ever get bored with it. Um, but Deadpool, Deadpool two, there's a part where I was laughing so fucking hard. I couldn't breathe. I mean, the opening scene alone is just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then you have the whole, uh, and I'm not going to give any spoilers away, but you have the whole, what do you call him? Remember his whole brain part, his, his team, his X-Force. Yeah. At, when they jump out of the plane, stop it! I mean, that's fu- that, was, that was fucking hilarious. That was <laughs> so fucking funny. Yeah, no, I mean, just a comedic genius, and he loves. I mean, he was made for this role. I mean, I couldn't see anybody else playing that role. No, 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 he is Deadpool. Like that's all there is to it. He is Deadpool. Yeah, he's Deadpool, and you know, Tony Stark. That's always going to be Robert Downey Jr. No matter who they replace him with, you know, which I'm sure they will in the future, you know, it's just one of those kind of people, man. He's just stuck to that role, yeah. You know, no matter yep. what, I'm gonna have trouble seeing anybody else try to be Wolverine over Hugh Jackson. I know that's gonna be weird seeing anybody else play him. That's gonna. Be but that's one of those things. Deadpool is always going to be Ryan Reynolds. I don't think anybody else. Well, I, I don't know if they'll ever even be able to attempt to be another fucking Deadpool because I can't imagine anybody, anybody doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard. So, It'll be hard that, for anybody to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievably great movie. Go see it in the theaters. Get it as soon as it's on DVD. Brian Reynolds doesn't have enough money because if we give him more money, he will then make a third one, and that's what we all want. Exactly. So uh, that's number so one. That's why I wasn't watching the movie. That's oh, number one. Okay. The second one, uh, I was hanging out with a friend of mine last night, and... You know, we're hanging out, having a couple beers, talking, and he put something on the background that very quickly became what my wife, he, and I were watching. Even though we just put it on just for, like, background nonsense noise, it's called Bondi Inc. And it's a show. It's kind of like, you know, the, there's the Miami Inks, and, you know, this is all derivative of what Kat Von D was doing out in, in Hollywood and whatnot. Uh, but this one does have a, kind of a slight twist to it because it's in Bondi, Australia. So everybody's got the Australian accent. Nobody says tattoos. They say that tattoos. And we have Australian um, listeners too on the podcast. Oh yeah, so they'll know that. Yeah, that I didn't know. That I didn't know. Uh, so yeah, so they'll know where the Bondi Coast is. And these people are so fucking dramatic. Like the shop is run by a guy who I don't think has ever done a tattoo. He has some tattoos. Uh, they end up having like a professional Australian gold glove boxer come in. They have a lazy guy. They have a, di- a diva dude. They have this unbelievably talented chick. They have a female apprentice who just is getting shit on, and her and the diva guy fucking argue, and it is so bad, it's good. <laughs> it's like a guilty pleasure, no? 
Yeah, like, we were totally making fun of it. We must watch five episodes last night at my friend's house while drinking Bud Light, um, getting white girl wasted. Um, <laughs> and we were making fun of it. And today, my wife and I were hanging out, doing chores around the house when we got done. Um, and after we got done watching Nordic Fairy Fiance, um, I was like, I kind of want to watch more Bondi Yank. And she goes, me too. Is that bad? I was like, <laughs> no. Because it's us at home by our damn selves. Who's going to know? It's not like I'm going to talk about it on a podcast. Right. <laughs> and tell thousands of people. Oh, man. That's hilarious. All right. So Bondi <laughs> Inc. And so also Deadpool 2. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll check those out. All right, man. Uh, so that brings us to the conclusion. Uh, Dick of the Week, man. Who, uh, who uh, gets the crown for this week, my friend? Crop this week would have to be uh, former 49er, former Philadelphia Eagle, former Dallas Cowboy, and former Cincinnati Bengal, and former Buffalo Bill, Terrell Owens. Yeah, I like that. that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Terrell Owens, he gets my dick of the week because last year the Pro Football Hall of Fame overlooked him as being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, this, now statistically, yes, this guy is one of the all-time greats. Uh, you, you could very easily argue that he's in the top three or four all-time wide receivers. I mean, you really could make that argument. Um, but trust me, as being a 49er fan or watching him, he would catch to a 60-yard touchdown, but on the very next play, he's going to jump offside to cost you 15 yards. Not to mention that he blew up multiple, multiple franchises. He fucked the 49ers for years. They were, they were, he made them get rid of Steve Barucci, he made him get rid of Jeff Garcia, he made him get rid of Garrison Hurst, and then left them any fucking way. He goes on to Dallas, where he becomes a douche-er, a douche-er, is that a word? It's going to be a word now. That's true, it is a word. He, he, oh no, no, I'm sorry, actually he left to become a Philadelphia Eagle. He had one good season, and then after, he was trying to get them to get rid of um, Donovan McNabb, who is an all-time Eagle quarterback. He's an all-time great for the Eagles. Uh, there was no way he was going to get them to get rid of McNabb. Uh, Cause problem, blows shit up, moves on to Dallas. Same thing, moves on to fucking uh, Cincinnati. But by this point, everybody had learned they were only going to sign the one-year contracts. He didn't like the media, the way they covered him. So what happened this year, he gets the bid to go be a pro to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What does he do? He declines it. <laughs> True dick mode, right? Sour milk. It's a sour little bitch move, man. <laughs> He's a like, fuck, he fuck brought you. that attention to himself. He brought that attention to himself by being a shitty teammate, by being a shitty football player. I'm sorry. When I say shitty football player, I don't mean that he was a great football player on the field. But as far as for coaches to get anything out of him, uh, as far as being an employee of the, the franchise in which he played for, he was a shitty employee. He caused nothing but drama, nothing but headaches, and when the media did what their job was to do, which was to cover him, which is what they did, and it was a fucking circus, always. He's a prima donna. He, he didn't like it. Been. Yeah, dude, fuck you. Like, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is prestigious. Whether you want to go in it or you don't. Uh, whether you like football or you don't. Such a finite amount of people get to be in those hallowed halls that even though they kept him out last year for being a douche, that's all they did. It was one year. One year. Think about all the years Chris Carter got left out. And if you want my honest opinion, I think Chris Carter was a better a better wide receiver than Terrell Owens was. 
If I had to choose between the two, Agreed. I'd have chose Chris Carter every day. So if Chris Carter's got to wait years, he waited 10 or 15 years before they let him in. Carol Owens got in after one. Him and, and Randy Moss both got in after one. And, all right, it's a little slap on the wrist for being a douchebag when you play football. It's a little, it's a little slap on the wrist. But now you're going to act like a, like a petulant child and be like, no, I don't want to be there anyways. Let's, beep, see. Beep, 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 beep. Let's see if they ever let him in now. That that will only time will tell that. I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about how douchey he was. He's like, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to be there now. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Yeah, but think about it though. I mean, they, they could do that. They could just say, "Fuck it," you know. We're not going to fucking do anything with you. You know, they could f- totally freeze him out like Pete Rose. They could. Which, by the way, Pete Rose needs to be allowed in the fucking Hall of Fame. Yes, that's a whole other thing. Yes, stop fucking with that old man. Leave him alone. Let that guy in. Let him let him die knowing he's in the Hall of Fame. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest fucking baseball players of all time. He was an asshole. He did something really stupid. He, he bent to, get to an addiction. Let that man in. So Terrell Owens, uh, Dick of the Week then, right? Absolutely. All right, man. That's a wrap. All right, man. So uh, listen, th- thanks for coming on the podcast this week. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, remember to follow, like, and share all our information on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, look up Dark Fringe Radio and all those uh, you know arenas there and uh, check out our stuff. Share and like all that stuff. And remember, go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave a comment, and uh, do us a favor. I'd appreciate it very much. Again, I'm Will Martinez for Jay Galosi. Again, Dark Fringe Radio, and thanks for joining on the podcast, and we'll see you guys next week. 